Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats, my face. Hello and welcome to the China Shop. I'm Shopkeeper Dan and with me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. Kyle, how am I doing today? Yeah, I think you're doing fantastic, man. Probably not sleeping all that well, but <laughs> all that chaos. Just a little bit of phlegm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rejoining the workforce has uh, been been fun. Oh, yeah, I bet. A senior, senior management, and then uh, my boss and the people, the supervisors supposed to be showing me the system. They've all been calling out. So it's just like week two. Go ahead and run the desk, Dan. It's all yours. <laughs> 30 30 30 employees you've had zero training i i I had like three three days of training maybe maybe four days of training on the system yeah that's enough right yeah yeah Yeah. sure yeah Yeah. you got it take it well luckily i'm a a management so i don't need to know the details if my employees know the details well dan think of it this way if you were a monarch uh, you you could get thrown into running a country with less preparation that's very true. That's very yeah. true. I think I do okay running the country. I think I would too. Mm. But I don't know that. If I don't know. Mm. Would you get distracted by the trappings of power and wealth? Like, you come to my bedroom tonight and bring two friends. <laughs> I don't know if it'd be more so that. It'd be more like, ooh, you're, what are you eating over there? It looks delicious. Let me have that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Can we? Uh, can we slaughter two more pigs? Get some bacon in here. Thanks. That'd be great. Good banter. Good banter. Uh, good banter. All right. Come on in the shop with us today. <laughs> Sit back, relax, hedge against the rage machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We are here smashing our way through a complete set of fine China, sharing our ever-growing strategies for maximizing gains and cutting losses. If you're new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialnetitude.com, or you can give one of our beginning trading episodes a listen. Or one of our many mini series, or one of our many mini series. We also have those links somewhere. Where are they, Kyle? It's Where? in the episode description. In the episode description, you better read those descriptions. Where all the fun? Nobody stuff does. Is. I put so many Easter eggs in <laughs> the descriptions and in the end of the show that nobody catches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm so disappointed in all of you listeners. That's nah, for me. I do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but- but how many uh, Easter eggs do you do on the Discord server? Uh, it's hard to hide them in there. Mm. I mean, I tried putting them in the moderator-only channel, but there's only like two people who can see that. So it doesn't really work the same. <laughs> Take that, Dan. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, because Discord server is the best place to be. Uh, a lot of amazing, awesome people on there every day. Having a good time, sharing news, talking markets, talking strategies. Uh, there's no paid tiers or special access areas so uh, it would it, except i guess the moderator channel <laughs> blew that one right open I, I haven't actually created one of those yet all right think. yeah we give you access to everything but the moderator channel yes 
Hey, we got to have a place to go relax for ourselves. Yeah, right? Quiet cave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when you do join the server, send us a private message or email, send, preferably to Kyle, because it'll mm. get somewhere quicker yes. uh, with your mailing address. <laughs> so we can send you some smash it yourself swag straight from the shop. And we're just so glad you're here. It's always a lot of fun, better with friends. And just, we love you all so much. No. Mm-hmm. Just a wonderful time. Kyle, speaking of wonderful times, uh, do we have any show news to report? We always have show news. Oh, well, wonderful. <laughs> All right, mo- let's move on. Um, Monday, we have our episode of Leo from OFL coming out. Uh, the newest roundtable with Retail Capital and Robert uh, will be going out the week after that. Uh, that was actually a really fun conversation. And Retail is an amazing person. He actually joined our Discord and uh, has been hanging out in the bot channel. Oh, yeah, uh, if you want to learn how to program algorithms, like uh, nice to have that resource available. That's that's huge. Oh, awesome, awesome yeah, stuff. Yeah, uh, and then um, let's see. After that, I've got an interview with Andy Kramer, who is a crypto tax law expert. Uh, I'll be getting that out just in time for tax season. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. Any news on the the Dan front? Um, no, I've been I've been working. No okay. job to get money. Uh, I guess that, that news would be is uh, Dan is refilling his future trader, futures trading account as we speak. Mm, that's exciting. Yes, yes. I will not be sitting on the sidelines forever. I'm, I'm refueling. Woo! With labor. Selling my labor for wages. Get some of that trader aid. <laughs> trader aid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Fueling up. Oh, shit. We need to make that. Trader aid. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, just grind up twenty thousand dollars and stick it in a glass. <laughs> Ver- verbal copyright. Two bowls in a china shop. Yeah. Oh, does that how that works? Yeah. Nice. Sure. sure. Take it. All right. Verbal signature. Dan. <laughs> Witnessed. Kyle. Excellent. Oh, uh, we have got a kind-hearted, kinesthetic, kingly show for you today. Uh, see, we brought it back around yeah. the monarchs, Kyle. Oh, I didn't even tell you about that. That was just magic. Oh. <laughs> Lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than college term papers written by ChatGPT. Uh, there's been a lot of those. <laughs> been a lot of those. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get. We'll talk more about ChatGPT soon. Uh, reach out to us. We do love and adore your messages and comments on Twitter, Facebook, Discord. Uh, if you're old school, you can send an email to the number two bulls at financialineptitude.com. That's the number two bulls. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe a sinister foreign girl has come into town with her vicious dog, killed your sister, and now she's gathered a motley crew of misfits intent on killing you in a sadistic home invasion. I mean, that sounds like Wizard of Oz. Yes! Oh, it is. Man, I feel like I've been slacking. Yeah, yeah. That was good. That was good. All right. yeah, I may have done uh, Wizard of Oz recently, but th- this version came to me and I was like, no, this is good. It was, yeah, no, that was perfect. Really, really liking this one. Anyway, it's time to talk about some bet results. Uh, okay, what did we do? Oh, we went, uh, we had a trade either direction on H-Ban. Yes. Uh, we wanted to go short below seven, 15, uh, long above 1570. Opened on Tuesday at 1534. Triggered our short after just dipping below. I uh, didn't really do much more than that, though. It ended up closing Friday at fifteen twenty-nine, so I think we dropped about ten bucks. Takes our total to five twenty-three twenty-eight. Oh, 
It's okay. It's okay. We lost less than random. Uh, random with PKG, which opened the week at 139.30 on Tuesday, closed at 137.80. So random is now barely above break even, although not if you factor commissions. Oh. Uh, sitting at $500.97. Take that, random. Yeah. That's okay. right. If you want to win more, lose less. Yes. Yes, that is. <laughs> That's good advice for trading. Actually. Yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, I have no idea what we're gonna pick this week, though. This is the home stretch, so we did a good one. I've, I've been I've been looking at the stock screeners all morning. Oh, okay. Are you more prepared than I am, then? Sweet. That's unusual. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. I think I just present it better. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're just better faking it. I, I, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm more upfront. Like, all right, I don't know what's happening. What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. All right, speaking of which, what's next here? Oh, well, we need to talk about some news. But before we do, Kyle, before we do, yes. Kyle, okay. Kyle, okay. Yeah. Kyle, yeah. Kyle, can we take a moment to thank our sponsors and friends? Thank you, Manscaped, TradePro, and OrderFlow Labs. That's right, Manscaped, TradePro, OrderFlow Labs. I feel like if you say it right, then we're implying the people at TradePro need to Manscaped. Uh, get your order in man or trade pro yeah <laughs> yeah by now by now we all know manscape is the best in men's below the waist grooming but did you know they just launched the line of beard care products well if you listen to this show you should have already known. i would hope so uh, <laughs> because lucky for you you got an exclusive offer 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping and if you act now we'll even give you the staghorn handle no <laughs> Wait, uh, no. <laughs> Futurama. Anyway, no. uh, <laughs> we don't have the staghorn handle, but we do have uh, the promo code number two bulls at manscaped.com. That's always the number two, B-U-L-L-S. Use it at manscaped.com. You'll get that 20% off and free shipping worldwide. Woo. And when you're done manscaping, head on over and take a look at treyproacademy.com. They've got the... Uh, Best institutional quality trading education. If you go to our free Discord server, you'll find yourself some instructions to take advantage of our discount with them as well. And on top of that, for the many wonderful, intelligent, and darn right good-looking people who enjoy trading <laughs> futures, you definitely want to check out the custom tools and studies at orderflowlabs.com. We'll have links for all that stuff in the episode description. If you're into that kind of thing. Now that we got all that junk out of the way. <laughs> Wait, should I be calling that junk? I've been doing that a lot lately. You, you know what? Uh, we, we, wrote, we said the plugs. We're allowed to say whatever we want after that. Okay. Then I'll leave it. Yeah. Let's, let's hear a song. Dow drops deep on moving inflation. COVID frustration. War damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't want to lose. We're just... Rioters raiding, insider trading, taxes are raising, bills on the hill, we got a crypto mill, no they ain't growing weed, when the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, man. Two bulls trading information. Trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. 
Okay, where should we start? Well, we've got a lot of more like broad economic news, and we've got some uh, more targeted individual topic news. Well, let's start with the broad economic stuff and get it out of the way because it kind of feels like we're beating the same drum with all this stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the Fed's in preferred inflation gauge showed a larger than expected increase this week. Shocked. Was, yeah. Shocked, that, I say. Right. The PCE, excluding food and energy, increased 0.6% for the month and 4.7% from a year ago. Traders have been expecting readings of 0.5% and 0.44, respectively. Mm. So that one jumped. And then I think there's also consumer sentiment was also a lot stronger than expected. That came out at uh, 67 for February, slightly outpacing the forecast of 66.4. But all this is basically, uh, uh, if you look at the treasury yields, you can see that the 10-year notes rose by 6.8%, almost. They're flirting with that 4% again. And the 30-year bonds are climbed another 5.9 basis points to 3.937. There's something with the treasury yields that everybody looks at for for uh, uh, understanding like uh, long-term economic trends, I suppose is the term. Yes. Or to try to get a feel for how the Fed is going to act. I think that's our, is that bonds that everyone looks at for that? Uh, I, I thought it was the treasury yields because uh, bonds are, aren't set by the Fed, right? Mm, okay. We can tell how much prep I did. Aha! <laughs> no, actually Robert wrote a really good article explaining how uh, how you can like interpret that data, basically looking at what the yield is forecasted out for you know twelve months down the road, and see you know five years down the road, and you look and see if they're inverted or if if the one year is higher than the five year, and that means that they're expecting rate guys to come in and it to be lower in five years from now. Mm, right, but with those inching up, that's probably not a good sign, especially with the hotter than expected uh, economic data that got reported. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that the one that the Boston Fed lady said they're going to have more rate rate hikes. Yeah, uh, quite a few of them have been saying the same thing. Uh, you had something uh, that tied into that, didn't you? With the the actual expectations of what the Fed is expected to do now. Yeah, yeah. the The summation of it was Susan Collins from the Boston Fed said more rate hikes will be needed. Uh, oh, okay. So that was pretty, so, but they said I think they said three on there, didn't they? Yeah, that's the one I'm reading right now. I don't see anything about three. Oh, the headline says Fed seen raising rate three more times after strong inflation reading. Oh, no, that's the headline in the hyperlink, because if you look at the article, that headline is nowhere to be found. And I'm like, what is he talking about? So uh, just ignore everything I just said there. So the sentiment then from the, the speakers is that more rate hikes are coming. Yes. Well, I saw a story come out that was basically blaming uh, pretty much me uh, directly for the Fed raising rates. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I have been writing them letters. Oh. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. Um, we've been talking a lot about the workforce and labor shortages and then people choosing not to go back to work, right? Yeah. Uh, and then this is the first time I've seen somebody like highlighting uh, the 25 to 50 year 54 year old demographic (laughs) way to hide your age. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's actually just men that are actually uh, not coming back to the same rates as they were pre pandemic. Uh, The participation rate for women has basically gotten back to its level, but men are sitting at 88.5% and the target would have been 89.2. If 
the the rest of the if we ever actually got back to that uh, pre-pandemic mark there'd be an additional 2.7 million men in the workforce oh wow yeah uh, and if you look at like the labor shortages like that's pretty close to i think the the numbers that they're throwing around like that would pretty much take care of the the labor shortage problem if people like me would just go back to work <laughs> <laughs> so so I've, I'm helping solve the problem. You have helped solve the problem. Uh, yeah. This is what it says about how it contributes to Fed interest rates. It says, boosting the nation's supply of workers could go a long way toward easing inflation and persuading the Fed Reserve to pause its aggressive campaign. Powell said goods inflation is moderating, but officials are focused on slowing, prices inc- slowing price increases in service industries like health and education, which are tied to rising labor costs. The rate increases are intended to raise business borrowing costs, thus curtail hiring and investment. But most economists believe they'll tip the nation into a recession this year. By con- contrast, expanding the pool of workers would be another way to bring the labor market to better balance and slow pay increases without sharply reducing job openings or increasing layoffs. So because mm-hmm. there's less people to, to hire from, they're having to pay more. And by increasing the pay that they're giving out, apparently that's causing problems for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> sons of bitches yeah yeah making getting paychecks that are too big <laughs> that's funny though i mean i that's such a small percentage change but difference between 88.5 percent and 89.2 percent is 2.7 million people that's incredible that's incredible, right? right that seems like a rounding error <laughs> it does but 2.7 million isn't a rounding error no you know <laughs> I can say from my own current work experience that uh, in the hotel industry, because so many hotels with COVID like laid off so much staff Mm -hmm. now, like restaffing, it's like, like pre COVID, the rules are like, if you're not, if you're taking your 10 minute break and you're not back right at that 10th minute ending, then you're, you're going to get a verbal warning. Then you're going to get written up. And you're gonna get you know, all these discipline things. To now, it's like, where where are they? Well, they'll they'll be back soon. Oh. <laughs> you can't afford to lose anybody, right? Right. You can't afford to fire them. Guess what? Uh, employees get a little bit more relaxed of a of an experience. See, we're making things better for everybody. For everybody, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> does make it does does make me chuckle when they're like it's leading to increased rates. Of wages like yeah it's inflation there's they're supposed to go up with everything else yeah inflation rates should be in keeping up with inflation like yeah. wages that's that's how that yeah. should work yeah it feels like it hasn't worked that way for years never it's never never worked that way <laughs> fair enough we they, they already caught uh uh so many different companies being like yeah so inflation was happening so we decided this is a great time to just raise our prices arbitrarily <laughs> right you know so you get up this artificial artificial inflation effect that has nothing to do with wages i think there's mm-hmm. the, this big part of the disconnect personal opinion yeah why doesn't anybody blame the companies mm. nobody's blaming the companies for raising prices they're they're blaming you kyle for not going back to work i know <laughs> it's your fault so like, you know what that makes me not want to go back to work <laughs> makes me want to stay home all the more yeah oh. fuck you fuck you oh. <laughs> all right what else you got you got something else uh, to wrap up with here yeah, I wanted to 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 talk about ChatGPT, or should we talk about that in stock news? There's no, you can talk about it here. I mean, I guess Microsoft, but I've already got a Microsoft story, so you can do yeah, it here. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the the Chat 
GPT is just the way to bring up AI take, taking people's jobs. Oh. Um, I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm going to do something I've never done. I'm going to verbatim read an article uh, from a news story I found off of uh, Hip Hop Vibe. Oh, uh, oh, is this... Is this a written by chat GPT article? Yes. Oh, no. beautiful. Okay. No, well, it's accredited to the hip hop vibe editor. This came oh. out on Tuesday. Uh, he must have been was... the one that punched in the parameters of the questions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it helps. It helps if you imagine Ralph Wiggum reading it. Can you do his voice? Lately, a lot. Not really. Okay. <laughs> Lately, no, a lot of women have experienced much viral attention off a photo. However, this time it happens to be a group of ladies. In addition, the ladies being in prison is sparking much conversation. While a lot is being said, everybody is only saying one thing. <laughs> These women look absolutely great and they have shut social media down. Because of social media, prison is not quite what it used to be. In previous times, a person would go to prison and come out in great physical shape and highly educated. When? Recently, people released from prison have actually come out in worse physical shape than they were before. Access to social media is said to be the reason for this turn. <laughs> However, with these women who are locked up, each of them are in good shape. Not only are these ladies looking good, they posed for some pictures. It looks almost <laughs> like the ladies were doing a photo shoot. If that was the case, the photo shoot was a success. As people on social media are saying, they look like they are modeling material. <laughs> oh my God. Great um, success. <laughs> this sounds like, is this how Trump wrote his speeches for his presidential <laughs> campaign? <-GPT. laughs> China's bad. America good. A lot of people want us to build a wall, but most people don't. <laughs> a lot of people saying without a wall, it's bad. But everybody's saying walls are good. <laughs> We've been using walls a long time. So, yes, AI is coming for your job, even if it's not writing for hip-hop vibe. And, yeah, I'm calling you out hip-hop hip vibe. No, Nobody had the common knowledge assumption that oh are you gonna go to prison ah, that guy's gonna get in shape and become highly educated yeah well i mean the highly educated part maybe no <laughs> the, well it's coming it was... out like ripped like a lot of people do that it seems like <laughs> sure sure i've seen i've seen a, more than a few uh in my family that's gotten out of prison they come back looking pretty jacked uh, all right all right no GED, but, you know, <laughs> got a pretty good bench press. Right, right. Did, did a lot of, of push-ups. And anyway, anyway, uh, Chappie GPT is, is the poster child for it. But uh, AI, as we remember from a few weeks ago, talking about Kathy Woods, it's becoming mm -hmm. bigger and better, and it's going to be replacing jobs. And, and I do wonder uh, what's going to happen to all of us here on the bottom when like because you know i'm i'm working a hotel desk what if when is that going to become just people walking in with touchscreen kiosks right right Are they doing that at mcdonald's they're doing it right at mcdonald's uh airports mm -hmm. like i don't remember the last time i went to an agent to get my boarding pass and not the kiosk where i'm just like boop, 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 boop. 
I mean, the kiosk is nice in that scenario, but sometimes you have to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I don't know. Are they a step up from uh, Indian tech support? <laughs> I mean, judging from this article, I'd say no. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Is that is that the the first the first uh, area that's going to go? <laughs> Asian tech support. No, my guess is it's going to be uh, the the fluff piece news articles like this. Yeah. Also, I'd like to just take a quick moment. Like, this is credited to the editor. Mm-hmm. Like, what does he do? Because he doesn't look like he did any editing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I and and uh, I did post the link to that article. Go check it out. It uh, one of the paragraphs actually starts with the word because. Yeah. It does. So I don't think. Yeah, I think you're right. There was there was no editing there. It just like put it in and was like, yep. It's all spelled correctly. Publish it. <laughs> Nobody's reading it. They're just all looking at the photo of the women inmates looking hot. Right, right. It's clickbait. All right. Anything else uh, in the general news before we move on here? Some about Americans are still spending like crazy despite high inflation, but it's we don't have time. Yeah, I think we should move on here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we have time for some advertising. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. I'm excited. Woo! Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Now we have time for a song. Stock time! Now it's talk about stock time. Looking for setups and still not advice. Big moves, fresh news, and earnings. All that we're saying, it's still not advice. Stop time. 
Please don't sue us. All right. Uh, the story I wanted to lead off with here, it's mm-hmm. listed as Microsoft, uh, but it's not specific to Microsoft. It's actually more dealing with the solar industry. Uh, it was super interesting to see just how much big corporations like Microsoft are switching over and embracing solar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, companies like Microsoft, Apple, Walmart, Meta all rank in the top five in corporate solar use. They're all heavily invested in solar energy and they're showing no signs of like slowing down. Like that's the, that was the, the comment coming from basically from Microsoft saying that mm. if we go, let's say, what do you say? This is Janice something. I don't know who this person is. Uh, the, the spokesperson basically said, if we go back three or four years, the majority of what they're doing was wind. Microsoft Solar was still sort of coming down that learning curve from a cost standpoint. And then really about two years ago, it just started to flip. And suddenly we're doing a lot more solar transactions. Uh, the company's not released their full solar data yet. They won't do that to the end of Q1 of this year. But they've told the outlet that their pace is not slowed in the pivot to cleaner energy. Mm. So it's just super interesting to see that the corporations looks like the ones that are basically going to be driving the next push into solar. Well, yeah, now now that it, it makes even more economic sense. Exactly. Now that it's economically viable and like companies like Microsoft uh, and uh, Apple that have like, and Facebook obviously that have massive data centers, like it takes a lot of energy to run those things. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's, I think that's where the bulk of that, that energy use is going into. Well, I'm happy to hear it about damn time. Yeah. It's nice when greed aligns with, uh, you know, values. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've been uh, watching solar since the early 90s when it was not a real ama- amazing economic decision at all. No, no, but it was fun playing with like, I remember getting a solar panel in Eunice uh, for my science project uh, in high school, like getting some solar panels and like making a little model house that had like lighting and a fan that ran off of it. Yeah. But just like real solar, I hit a battery in there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a big enough panel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember playing around with the solar cells for calculators and never being able to get enough juice to do anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> now you can get a little panel to charge your phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and it works like gangbusters. I was using that I last know. time I went camping. Right. I was like, this is amazing. Let's charge the tablet. Now that we're camping, let's let's watch movies in a tent. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, camping. All right, what do you got? What caught your eye this week? Uh, looks like a Department of Justice suit could stop the Adobe Figma merger. Um, I didn't know Adobe was merging. Yes, Adobe wants to merge with a company called Figma. Uh, I had never heard of Figma. Me neither. Um, let's let's take a look at what Figma does. Cue the music. I wrote a special song just for Figma. Uh, they are a leader in interactive product design, focusing on building a collaborative web platform. Yeah. So so it's 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 like uh, uh, an online app for like designing application interface design. Like oh. What do you want? What do you want your software to look like? Like when you're oh, clicking on your okay. phone. So Adobe wants to, uh, you know, eat that wants, gobble them yeah. right up. <laughs> oh yeah, and see why. Uh, so yeah, the DOJ is. It looks like they're getting ready to file a suit to block it after the uh, 
EU announced plans earlier this month to look at the deal. What's with uh, the EU getting involved in all these mergers? Yeah, it's almost like these companies are operating globally and aren't just American. (laughs) They'll take money from Europeans too? Bastards. (laughs) Just seems like the EU is always the one trying to throw a wrench in these deals. Poor corporations can't get their master global plans put together. Yeah, they're making Apple put a USB-C port on their phone so you don't have to buy their $50 charging cable. Damn it, EU. Oh, you How could you? Um, <laughs> and 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 what, what also additionally makes me laugh is the UK's competition arm is also looking closely at the acquisition. Like, yeah. after, after Brexit, like like all of yeah. a sudden they're like, oh, oh, us too. Yep, yeah, we're, we're doing we, too. Yep, yep, we got to do it. Remember us, guys? Yeah, we're serious. <laughs> yeah, we're a big deal. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and let's uh, take a take a look at Adobe stock. How's it doing? ADBE. I mean, I haven't looked at that one in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, not good. Not good at all. Uh, they they peaked at what six hundred eighty eight back in end of twenty twenty one. They're down at three twenty fifty four. I guess they they're up off of a bottom. Uh, 275 yeah that was a big gap down yesterday i'm guessing that's when this story came out yes <laughs> yes one day all right ago. so it looks like people like the idea of this merger and the fact that maybe it's not going to happen is uh is not a good sign for this stock yeah yeah uh so figma and adobe of course are, are like i don't understand what the problem is mm-hmm. uh adobe took exception with that idea that the deal is anti-competitive arguing that uh, Adobe and Figma uh, go at different markets. Yeah. Uh, it seems like they have an argument. Well, I I have in, in my years past in my programming days, I know we got a few programmers that listen. Uh, I, you know, I've dabbled in, in making some mobile apps. Mm-hmm. And not once did I open Adobe. To work on that? To, uh, wor- well, to work on the interface. Yeah. Um, I, I did make a, a little UFO game. It was kind of like a Space Invaders clone, but you're using your finger to fire the lasers. Mm. And I did open the uh, the sprites up in, in Photoshop, but Figma doesn't do anything with sprites, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, that seems like there's good synergy between the two, but... Yeah, yeah, you would... Let's let's put it this way: If if the Department of Justice does maybe, and maybe this is their the the argument behind the scenes in the DOJ, mm-hmm. if they stop this merger, you think Adobe's not going to try and get into this market that Figma's in? in? Right. Yeah, this is just uh, basically give them a head start, right? You just acquire companies that do it well already, and then just absorb them. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about spending money on R and D. And if you're as big as Adobe, that's that's such a big cost saver. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, just buy just buy the people who are dominating the, the environment already. Yeah. <laughs> why why fight them when I can just own them? <laughs> oh God, that makes capitalism sound so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. Adobe did. <laughs> Let's see. What else do I have? I think I had one other story on here. Oh, I wanted to talk about Credit Suisse. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think we had mentioned them not too long are they, ago. Are they related to Dr. Seuss? No. No, they're not. Oh. 
but they are under investigation by the Swiss authorities, or at least the chairman of the board of directors now is. Really? Yeah. So they had made the news because uh, they'd just been seeing a lot of their customers exit. Let's see. The time that this suit is, or this investigation is centered around, is around the time when they're facing massive withdrawals of funds from their wealthy clients of the wealth management division. Customers are worried about the financial health of the group, uh, around which there's many speculations and rumors. The outflows were raising questions about the profitability, because if it didn't have enough assets to manage, then obviously it wouldn't have, be able to collect any fees, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the company had a, uh, they call it a transparency exercise by announcing on the 23rd of November that the customers have withdrawn around $88 billion worth of funds between October 1st and November 11th. Then a few days later, this, uh, the guy who's under investigation, Lehman, told a conference that customer outflows were not continuing. On that day, he told the Financial Times that after strong outflows in October, they had completely flattened out and partially reversed. Following day, he told Bloomberg Television that outflows had basically stopped. That day, their stock jumped 9.3%. So the purpose of those statements, obviously, is to tell investors in the markets that the worst is over and things are stabilizing. Mm-hmm. Except when Credit Suisse announced their annual results and the fourth quarter results of 22, the bank reported 110 billion francs worth of outflows from customers <laughs> during the last three months of the year. What? Which means that those outflows were most likely happening at the time of his statements. <laughs> No. Yeah. Um, so, no. I so, not a fine, upstanding company like Credit Suisse. I know. I was. I was thinking about this the other day. Credit Suisse is like the North Korea of banking. <laughs> like they try to be evil, but they're just inept and terrible at it. <laughs> like, like North Korea, like tried to tunnel into South Korea through like the mountainous area that separates between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And North Korea is a, like, they mine a shitload of coal. That's one thing they know how to do is mine coal. Mm-hmm. They claim that these tunnels were coal mining tunnels, but did nothing to make them look like coal mining tunnels. Right, right. They're, yeah. Yeah. They, just they, like, they, oh, this lie will work. <laughs> why, why do you have all your tanks lined up around the coal mining tunnels? No, those are coal-powered tanks. Yes, they're, yes. They're re, re, refueling. Yeah. So, Credit Seuss, the North Korea banking industry is at it again <laughs> making wow. a stink lying <laughs> wow wow you know it reminds me of uh watching the thing about the the royal bank of scotland mm. where where it they're the stock shareholders are are grilling the ceo and they're like you got oh, any yeah. new acquisitions and, and he's like no no as he's like shifty eyed looking around like <laughs> right. tugging on his collar sweating like no no see we're fine we don't got any acquisitions we're planning right now we, yeah. we, we have no uh or what is it no exposure to the credit default markets we did really good at getting out of that yeah at yeah, the right yeah. time we're fine is yeah. it hot in here? Ooh, is it hot? Oh, God, oh, I'm sweating like a pig, huh? Right. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those are the stories that caught my eye. I got, Stock news. I got one more. Uh, oh, yeah? Carvana. Oh, Carvana. Uh, Tempe, Arizona company, uh, famous for their car vending machines. Uh, do those actually exist? I see them in the commercials all the time, but... You've never... You've not never actually... No, I've never seen them shoot up out of the ground and like deposit your car like right in front of you. 
Oh, well, I've never actually watched one work, but I drive past them. They've got one here in Vegas. They had Oh, a... it is real? That is a real thing? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was just a commercial. No. Like, you order the car, and you go down to the vending machine, and it will spit your Dispense car out. it? Like a Pez dispenser? <laughs> like a giant? Well, if you, <laughs> you go on the Discord and open the link to the uh, CNN business article, it has a big picture one. No, I'm looking at the picture of it. Uh, yeah, I thought yeah. that was just from the, the ads. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but don't, <laughs> don't worry. They might not be around much longer. <laughs> Uh, uh, in 2022, the company sold fewer cars than it had the year before. The first time mm-hmm. that had happened in nine years. Uh, well, their losses have only grown. Uh, the the used car market has soured, obviously, because the cost of cars just go up, 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 and people are like, "Fuck it, can't even afford a car." Maybe we'll use the bus. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Overall, Carvana's losses have ballooned to 806 million, which uh comes to $7.61 per Class A share of stock. Oh, and what was yeah. it last quarter or last year? Uh, uh, in, in 2021, the uh, they lost $135 million. And in 2022, Ooh. they lost $1.6 billion. Oh, okay. So about a tenfold increase. <laughs> Greater than a tenfold. About a, about a 12-fold increase in losses. Yeah, you go from $135 million to $1.6 billion. Is this just because they, they just bought too many cars at like the peak price, and now they're just stuck with a shitload of inventory they can't get rid of, or is there something else? Uh, uh, used, used car prices have started to come down. Yeah. Uh, rapidly rising interest rates make it oh, harder that, to get a yeah. loan. Yep. <laughs> and this company... That started right at the right. They started to grow right at the the beginning of that huge like ten year bull run. Yep, they've just been accustomed to sales growth, so they were just just completely unprepared for the market to drop. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so they're they're they acquired a bunch of used vehicles and didn't sell them. Oh man! So yeah, in twenty one they peaked at like looks like about three hundred and seventy bucks or so a share they're trading at eight now yeah yeah their stock i actually you know i look at that five year uh i'm like oh man (laughs) this is a good time to get in buy the dip (laughs) (laughs) buy the dip well uh the cfo mark jenkins has straight Mm -hmm. up said like look company's got 3.9 billion in cash real estate and other liquid assets to draw on right so they're not so, they're not hurting. They're not like it's not like they're going to go out of business here soon. They could lose as much money as they lost in 2022 uh, for two and a half more years of, okay. of just complete failure. Before. Right. So they've got they've got time to turn this around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I imagine getting caught so hard with their pants down that they are coming up with plans desperately. <laughs> Uh, CEO uh, Ernie Garcia was quoted uh, this last year has been a massive change in priorities for the company the world changed on us very very quickly and we shifted our priorities very very quickly and undoubtedly it's been a difficult transition (laughs) but he thinks there's no doubt it's leading to a more efficient company so well I mean at a certain point like the news just can't get any more worse can it I I guess it always can get worse but it's unlikely to get worse. Take a file for bankruptcy. But they've made yeah. enough money to weather a long storm. 
Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with Carvana. I, I, I honestly, I, I mean, it's turned around off of its four dollar low at the end mm-hmm. of twenty twenty two. I mean, you can't long term. I mean, yeah, it's not. A, I don't know. Like, I it, like the idea of the company, but oh, sorry, three dollars eighty three cents was that low. <laughs> Yeah, it's they are the second biggest used car dealer behind CarMax, so CarMax mm-hmm. isn't beat by a wide margin. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what that margin is. You'd have to look. Uh, it doesn't matter, does it? Nope. It's wide. It's wide. <laughs> it's wide. Right. All right, should we uh, move on to talk about some crypto? Uh, yeah, let me get a song going. I got some crypto in my wallet. Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet. Some Doge, Sushi, Polka Dot, NFT. Decentralized, anonymized, fabulous cryptocurrency. Uh, I love it. Thank you again, Ray, for such a wonderful song. Yeah, yeah. She and I were uh, were, such a good song. We're chatting, and she shared a a new song that she did that was really really good. Oh yeah, yeah. Ah damn, it's nothing to do with the show. Just just like I just don't want to hear it. She's a good artist. No, Kyle, that was private, personal conversation. Oh, I thought we were friends, Ray. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a crypto story that. I guess kind of ties in with the upcoming interview that we got going on. Because, uh, let's see, Bitcoin, exec, uh, da, 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 da. I need to like write intros for these stories so I can do this a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Terrence Yang of Swan, the Swan Bitcoin Managing Director. Man, these fucking crypto names are hilarious. He uh, told Yahoo Finance Live uh, that uh, to make sure you collect your documentation on sales and in crypto investments that went to zero, as many of them did last year when the bubble burst. Because he's saying that crypto has a target on its back, that, that the IRS and SEC are going to be paying extra attention to these digital assets. And it was kind of interesting looking through this, as there, this guy is trying to say that you can harvest your capital losses because crypto is not treated as a security, it's treated as a commodity. That He's trying to say that you can just sell and immediately rebuy lock in losses and then harvest them to use on your tax preparations. Whereas with like a stock, if you wanted to harvest the losses on it, you have the 30 day wash rule that you have to wait for. You can't reacquire the security for another 30 days in order to actually be able to use those losses. Hmm. I don't know that I believe him (laughs) when he says that. Uh, That's one of the questions I plan on asking uh, Andy when we get her on. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of losses to be harvested lately. Yes. But part of the problem is that if you, I guess, if this is the way it is treated and the wash sale rules like that, like if you sold at the top and then like tried to buy again, like on a dip, like, and you lost everything on the dip, sucks for you, but you have to pay taxes on those realized gains and hope that those unrealized or those losses happened in the same year. So that way you can wash them out. Like if I bought Bitcoin at like say twelve thousand, sold it at twenty five, then bought it again at twenty two, and then it went to you know zero or whatever my investment was, then uh, yeah, I'd, I'd still have a big tax bill to pay. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... It's it's always a, a, a puzzler for me when, when somebody comes out and they're like, well, you know, you can harvest your losses to make a lot more money. <laughs> what? I mean, you can harvest your losses in order to try to eat away some of the gains, but that's not making any more money. That's just making you pay taxes on what you actually earned as opposed to paying taxes on something that you temporarily earned and then immediately lost again. Yeah, as as someone who has been using stock losses in their taxes for the last couple <laughs> years, let me tell you, it has not helped me make money at all. No, no, it does not. <laughs> I can't imagine it, crypto losses would somehow do the magic trick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, but he does make a good point in that, uh, like that. Like we I talked to somebody who is a. Uh, uh, an expert on, on crypto taxes already in the, you know, he was talking about like just the wild west of it, like trying to figure out like how to treat it and that there's not enough guidance yet now. So like, really you got to talk to somebody who knows what they're doing to try to be as proactive as possible. So that way nobody kind of to come back at you later on down the line. You know, the chances mm-hmm. of that happening are probably slim, but it's still a possibility. And I don't think I want to take that risk. Yeah. yeah not me. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, uh, pay your taxes on your crypto, or at least try to do it. <laughs> um, like if you're being proactive, you're less likely to get in any trouble. I guess that's, that's the message. That's true. That's yeah. True. Uh, I saw a thing about NFT sales have have soared one hundred and thirty eight percent. Really? Last uh, this last past week, higher than the week before. Really. Uh, yeah, sales recorded between uh, last Friday and February 24th indicate that $801 million in NFT sales have been settled over the last seven days. Huh. Yeah, so the NFT market looks like it's here to stay. All right. Uh, looks like the Bored Ape Yacht Club is leading the way. Their sales surged 444% higher than the previous week. They settled uh, $92 million in sales of Bored Sorry, Mutant Ape Yacht Club, M-A-Y-C. <laughs> Board Ape Yacht Club is a different NFT collection. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I wonder why they interest in it again suddenly. You know, I, I, I have no, no clue. No clue. It's the Ethereum-based NFTs uh, are, are the ones dominating mm-hmm. the, the, the space. The Solana... NFT sales were were number two, but while the Ethereum based ones jumped 162 percent, Solana's NFT sales dropped by 1.8 percent. Oh, really? So I think I think the growth we're seeing the growth just in those Ethereum based ape yacht club NFTs. Huh. All right, maybe it's because people people got tired of throwing money into AMC stocks, so they're like, oh, we'll try these. NFTs. Is that where that came from? Is that what they make? The apes? I think oh, so. Oh, then that would explain it because uh, AMC has been getting a little frothy lately. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. So people are throwing money in the e- okay. NFTs. Right. And like like any artwork, just because I don't understand the painting doesn't mean a lot of people don't want to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Art? Like, oh, Jackson Pollock. That looks like art i guess well, either that or um, just a lot more money laundering is happening <laughs> <laughs> hey you got to get it clean yeah, somehow yeah. 
I'll have to get Ray on here to explain how that works in the art world. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. We move on and wrap this thing up. Yeah, let's do it. God, man. My dick. Right in the dick. <laughs> you shot it. The gun. Ah, uh, it's a good shot, too. Mm-hmm. Right, center mm-hmm. mass. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been emasculated. Uh, all right. Well, uh, anything uh, good or bad or ugly you want to bring up? Uh, I think I did a good thing. Uh, I'm <clears throat> in the retirement account, uh, just dollar cost averaged in another uh, little, little few hundred bucks into the old retirement stock basket. Nice. nice. Slow and steady, you know, not, not dumping in the whole bucket, but, you know, trying to trying to add a couple hundred bucks mm-hmm. a week. Oh, that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. With uh, with the, the market might maybe turning around here, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about that being above the 200 day moving average for consecutive days. Mm-hmm. Um, is it still I didn't look at look it up. Is the spy still above that? Uh, the ES tested it on Friday and then kind of bounced off of it, but. It's looking a little dicey. Okay. Well, but hey, that's the whole point. That's why you divide up, and that's why you dollar cost average because you have no idea exactly. when that bottom's going to be. You just got to exactly keep buying until you find it. So I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I like it. Yep. yep. Uh, I think the best thing I had to take away from this week is that it looks like I'm starting to finally see like patterns and stuff, like from all the screen time, like making it more intentional. I think is starting to pay off. Ooh. So I actually spent most of this morning like back testing a new strategy that i'm trying to develop which involves um trading breakout uh flag patterns not breakouts but flag pattern break and retests okay so yeah it's really neat like you observe enough times and eventually things start to reoccur and you're like oh i've seen that before oh it does that a lot of times how often does it do that let's find out like having that curiosity and like starting to starting to see that start you know happen like that is has been really nice because i don't know how long i spent staring at the charts or i'm just looking at the charts what am i looking for i don't know until something happens <laughs> yeah yeah God, that that's a really that's a really good that's big you know that you can't replace that conscious chart time like right looking at the chart watching it consciously mm-hmm. ten thousand it was five ten thousand hours become a master like you gotta you gotta put those hours in shit i gotta be in close to that by now right you think eight hours a day, five days a week. How many years does that take? Uh, eight a day. That'd be 1250 days divided by five. That'd be 250 weeks divided by. How many trading days are there a year? That'd be, uh, it's about a year of eight days. But how many trading? Oh, well, the ES uh, eight is hours a day. Going. Yeah. I mean, that goes all the time, but I, I spend about, you know, market open to close, like aware of them, maybe not actively watching them in that whole time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you're like a normal human being, you can only do an hour to a day, five days a week. You can only get 520 hours a year. <laughs> and so it's 10 years, you're halfway to master. Oof, that's why you got to be intentional with it. That's why, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you can, if you take that hour and you actually have a plan for the hour that you're watching, uh, it's going to yeah, be a lot more beneficial so more. than the. <laughs> Many hours I spent when I first started this journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I did have a bad and an ugly. I'll touch on those here. Um, trying to trade Friday when I had my home that I was closing on the sale. 
Oh. Probably no reason to really trade around that. Um, I put it as bad and not ugly because it, even though I took three losses, they were all according to the setup that I defined. So okay. even if I had missed it, like it's still not good for the. Uh, uh, it's still not the data still matters, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't need to. I really didn't need to be fucking around with that while having the emotions of you know finally getting out of a massive house <laughs> and only having one payment again. And and by the way, congratulations! On Thank that. you. You guys have one coming up too, don't you? Uh, it, uh, closed this week. Oh, you did? Yeah, congratulations mm-hmm. to you, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. House sale buddies. <laughs> House sale buddies. Yeah, no, Jimmy Lynn's like, why are you still working? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. And then my ugly, I've been getting a little loosey-goosey trying to sling those zero days to expiration options. Uh, mm. took about three or four of those this week, just, uh, thinking like, oh, I see something on the futures market. I like this. And I'll throw a trade on and then uh, um, watch it go close to my take profit and then reverse and stop me out. And then I realized that I didn't really have much of a plan. Like, why am I doing this? Like that, that's why that gets an ugly grade. Like if I want to be like, why does options get to be the thing that I get to trade now with no plan or consequences or (laughs) anything else when I'm trying to be so intentional and, and doing the right things with the futures. (laughs) <laughs> so that's gonna stop <laughs> oh yeah 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 wow that pretty much wraps up my week yeah all right fantastic uh, i i you know only did the one thing slow and steady hey nothing wrong with not I, having a bad or ugly to... <laughs> i was i was just gonna say like when you're doing just the simple uh socking away dollar cost averaging in mm-hmm. it's it's a lot harder to make mistakes i've noticed well, I think I, I don't think we planned on the good, bad, and ugly segment continuing for like per- per- perpetuity, right? I think we hope yeah. to outgrow the bads and uglies at some point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not mm-hmm. quite there yet, but we're getting close. I'm closing in, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I and I'll be right back at it as soon as uh, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. Doing <laughs> exactly. Trading again. <laughs> All right, should we make a bet and wrap this thing up? I think we should. thrust into the mic i did felt it hit me in the mouth <laughs> yeah yeah careful all right dan said you were looking at some charts what do you got for us uh i want you to take a look at chewy Ooh, chewy oh i got a massive ascending triangle kind of forming don't we yes we do and it just it just clanged right off that uh that ascending line oh yeah it did. oh that looks really interesting Mm-hmm. Oh, that blows mine out of the water. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was wanting to short Nvidia, but I don't know that I necessarily really want to. Looking at the strength of the buy volume still, and then the other one I was looking at was Netflix, thinking that looked shortable too because it just uh, it gained the three thirty resistance um, and then lost that as support, and then just dipped below the fifty day moving average. 
Mm. Uh, good sell volume on them too. I thought they had a little bit of room to drop. Probably retest that 200 day. But Chewy looks really appealing. It, uh, I, I don't know. I, I liked it. I like it. I saw it on the screener. Um, the, the, the thing of why I'd want to set up a, a trade either direction, mm-hmm. it, it could be like, like if you look, you look at the volume on the day, daily candles. Yeah. The sell off looked really strong. Sell off looks strong. And while we had it catch on a nice, uh, what, oh, what, the TPO, the, I'm looking at the TPO for like the weekly, mm-hmm. it, it, it caught like right right at the bottom of one of the, the TPO ledges. No, that's usually a good sign. That's where you want to see buyers come in. Yeah, yeah. So buyers came in, but will it be enough to stop the sell-off? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Their last three earnings calls were good. They've got an earnings call coming up uh, in a month. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe maybe we'll get a repeat of the the last the last earnings call had some had good buy volume, or I should say, had some good price action uh, heading into it. But the the even though the last two were the two before that were good, they had sell offs into them. Yeah, yeah. So like I'm 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 hesitant. Like like my gut's like, oh, perfect time to buy. Uh, but looking, the more I analyze it, the more I'm like, is is it or is it just a perfect time to to catch that short drain on on the pullback? Right. Um, I don't know. I would like I th- I, th- I would expect a bounce here. Okay, let's go long. I think it's worth playing playing for that. Maybe stop below thirty eight. Give it just a little bit of slippage under the low from uh, Friday or Thursday. I would say uh, stop at thirty seven half. Give it a little bit more. Yeah. Okay, and then take profit. Uh, where is it? Let's say take profit at forty five. I'd almost want to take some off at forty two half. Yeah. Okay. You want just uh, halfway up that big red candle? Yeah. Yeah. I would like to see it try to fill that gap, but that's the point of control in the weekly TPO. That's a good spot then. Forty-two half, and let the rest of it run. Run, baby, run. What stops at break even? Sounds good to me. All right, let's get a random stock. Random. There we got a New York Stock Exchange Consumer Durables again. Sounds like we get that one a lot. Uh, Knowles Corporation (KN). Okay. Well, that one looks a mess. <laughs> it's definitely a stock ticker. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Random. Yikes. I think that's a great one for random. I, I, I would. Yeah. Yeah. If I was buying options, I'd be looking at puts. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, unless uh, unless fifteen eighty five holds. Right. But that's still you got almost a dollar to go on a less than twenty dollars stock. It's a pretty massive sell off too. Oh, that was their earnings. Hey, they reported decent earnings too. I guess the revenue missed. Did have a surprise beat on the earnings per share. Yeah, they had a big sell off and then then they reversed it. But then now it's t- the it's like selling back off to yeah get to the original sell off. Yeah, good good random, good job. We'll see, random. We'll see what you got. That is your real name. <laughs> All right, Dan, you want to wrap us up? Okay. I feel like maybe I should. <laughs> Folks, thanks for sticking around to the end of the episode with us. We're so glad you did. I know I had a good time. Hope you did, too. 
but we've got to close up shop. So like, share, subscribe, do all the, the good, good people, social media action. Yeah. Massage that five-star rating. Like it's Marcellus's wife's foot. Oh yeah. <laughs> Does Marcellus Wallace look like a bitch, Kyle? <laughs> but his wife's foot does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back with you soon. Until next time, happy trips. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.